You are listening to the Light Catchers Podcast, a podcast of short stories written by me, your host, Cece Kimmel, for you, my fellow light catchers. What is a light catcher, you might ask? Well, it's anyone who can find the good and the bad, the beautiful and the ugly, and the light and the darkness. So if that describes you, these stories are yours. The first season is a series of stories about four friends who live in the forest and go on adventures. It's called, as you might guess, The Forest Friends. And as long as you're ready to listen, I'd like for you to sit back, kick up your feet, and catch the light with me. In the middle of the forest, on top of a hill inside a cove of trees, slept four forest friends. There was a fox named Fox, a bear named Bear, a doggy named Doggy, and a kitty cat they all called Kit. And this morning, they woke with a vague memory of tragedy and the strong smell of bacon. Fox woke up first, scratching his paw and reaching for his pocket watch he carried with him. He patted his vest down until he remembered where his watch went and slowly walked toward the kitchen, shoulders slunk over. Bear woke up next, rubbing his eyes, taking a moment to realize where he was. His eyes were heavy, and he walked over to where Fox was sitting and sat next to him in silence. Doggy, while waking up, rolled over onto Kit, who jumped up from her sleep, which scared Doggy and sent both into a moment of panic. However, once they stopped and looked around, they were filled with the same heaviness their friends felt. In the kitchen, wise and beautiful Horsey and good but grumpy Owl were making breakfast for all of the forest animals seeking shelter from the flood the day before. Throughout good but grumpy Owl and wise and beautiful Horsey's home, families of deer and raccoons and bats huddled together drinking coffee, eating pancakes and bacon, and whispering about what the day might be like. Outside in the garden and pasture, teams of squirrels and badgers and moles and bunnies all were gathering their things to prepare for the journey back to their homes. Smoke began to fill our little slice of heaven as good but grumpy owl began to grumble under his breath and flap his wing at the oven. Whenever good but grumpy owl cooked, the forest friends could always count on smoke. Wise and beautiful horsey smiled at him grumbling, flapping, and grabbing at the oven while she gracefully filled plate after plate with delicious food. Good but grumpy howled a nice morning mix consisting of John Moreland, Jason Isbell, and Julian Baker. Despite the sadness that hung in the air, the home was built on joy, and everyone felt it. Fox grabbed a plate for each of the forest friends, while Bear began to pick up the few things they brought with them. Doggy still didn't fully understand how he ended up at our little slice of heaven, but he didn't seem to mind. He spent most of the morning chatting and singing with wise and beautiful Horsey about his daring attempt to rescue Fox's watch and his favorite kind of sticks. As soon as Kit came to the kitchen, Brenda the bat flew up to her and wrapped her bat wings around her. I am so glad you're okay. I'm sorry I missed you last night. I was worried, so I got in a tree to hang upside down because that helps me calm down, and then I must have fallen asleep because I didn't see you make it here, and I'm so sorry. Brenda the bat said all of this in one breath while she squeezed her little bat wings around Kit, hugging her with everything in her. 
Kit smiled and hugged her back. Oh, Brenda, I understand, and I'm so glad you're here. Rooney the raccoon helped us get situated. Brenda looked at Kit, then over at Rooney the raccoon, who was huddled by the fire with his family, and then looked back at her. Mm-hmm, she said, smiling. Kit rolled her eyes and smiled back. I can't believe what happened yesterday. The flood came out of nowhere. Brenda the bat began flying around as she spoke, which is something she did when she had a lot to say. I talked to some of the eagles who saw the river overflow and the beaver dams that helped keep the water normal break. The storm happened so quickly, I just can't believe it happened. Brenda the bat paused and looked at Kit, whose eyes were beginning to well up with tears. Oh, Kit, I'm sorry. I can't imagine how you're feeling. It's okay, Brenda. Kit wiped away a tear. I'm just so glad none of us got hurt. When she said that, she remembered Doggy floating away in the flood and the feeling she felt when she thought he was gone and realized she couldn't hold back the tears any longer and started to cry. Fox, Bear, and Doggy all stopped what they were doing and came over to Kit. All of them held her, along with Brenda, joined moments later by wise and beautiful horsey and good but grumpy owl. No one spoke, and no one needed to. They all knew where the tears came from, and they all knew they were necessary. A few moments later, a streak of sunshine broke through the trees, and the light bounced off good but grumpy owl's record player and sent a rainbow of light through their home. Wise and beautiful horsey looked up at the rainbow and said, Well... I think that's our cue to get going. The best way to face hard things is head on with a group of friends. So make sure we all have full bellies and let's head back to the forest. The walk back to the cave beneath the roots of the giant oak tree was done in silence. Although the trees were the same, the land they walked was foreign. Fox at one point said he felt like an extraterrestrial on a distant planet which he explained was a new word he learned in a book, but then realized that he didn't want to be talking and nobody around wanted to listen. The flood created an entirely different landscape. Slopes and hills that once paved the way through the forest were gone, replaced by gullies or ravines. Berry bushes they used to stop at for a snack were gone, and the green soft forest floor was replaced with a dark silt. It was hard for them to walk through the forest knowing what it used to look like. They couldn't believe how something that took centuries to grow could take moments to destroy. They had no songs to sing as they walked, and inside all of them was a longing for something they knew was now only a memory. Fox got to the cave first, followed closely by Bear with Kit on his back and Doggy just behind him. They stood by each other in silence as they took in the breadth of the damage. The table, kitchen, stove, fire, wood pile, and toys were all gone. The only thing left of their patio outside the cave was a spoon they used to stir their coffee. Inside the cave, it was worse. The furniture and decorations and books and records they had spent organizing and cleaning the day before were piled up, soaked, broken, and useless in the middle of the cave. The water rose so high that it took off all the pictures on the wall and broke the glass and frames. The forest friends walked around silently, eyes wide and shocked. Wise and beautiful horsey and good but grumpy owls stood in the doorway as the forest friends walked through the cave surveying the damage. 
wise and beautiful horsey ached with sadness as she watched the grief and waited the loss sink in with the forest friends. Good but grumpy owl held his wing to his forehead with concern, trying to find the words, any word he could say to make everything okay, but he couldn't find one. I just, just can't believe that something so important to us can be so disposable to nature, Fox said as he walked over to Good but Grumpy Owl and Wise and Beautiful Horsey. It just doesn't seem fair. Fox was tearing up as he said this. I didn't get to say goodbye to it at all, Bear said. I didn't realize that was our last day in our home. Doggy just sniffed at the pile of broken furniture and records and art and books in the middle of the cave and lay down with his tail between his legs. Kit gently walked up and lay down next to him, cuddling her soft fur into his. Slowly, after the mourning and the surveying and the reminiscing, each of the forest friends came back out of the cave and sat down next to wise and beautiful horsey and good but grumpy owl. After what seemed like the entire day of sitting outside the flood-worn cave, Doggy finally asked, Well, what do we do now? Before anyone could answer him, wise and beautiful horsey stood up and said, We just start where we can. And with that, she began ducking her head into the cave and pulling out furniture. Good but grumpy owl also got up and began flying around in search of firewood. One by one, the forest friends each stood and started doing what they could. Bear helped wise and beautiful Orsi carry everything out from the cave. Fox began sorting through it all to see what they could keep. Kit began sketching out a new possible layout for their home. And Doggy started sniffing around, intent on finding something very specific. As Fox combed through the wreckage, he found his collection of maps and exploration gear. The maps were soaked through and most of the drawings were gone. His compass was cracked and one side of his binoculars were missing. When Bear noticed Fox looking at his collection and gear, he walked over to Fox and placed his paw on his shoulder. We'll make new and better maps. Don't you worry. Since Bear was acquainted with sadness, he was equipped to carry the sadness of his friends. Thanks, Bear. They will be better maps, Fox replied. Just then, Good But Grumpy Owl flew up with a bag filled to the top. Wise and Beautiful Horsey looked at him and said, I didn't even realize you were gone. Well, I had some things back at the house I thought could be better used here. From the bag, Good But Grumpy Owl pulled out a record player and a stack of vinyls. I know these don't come close to what you had before, but they could be a great start. For the first time that day, the forest friends felt a tinge of hope. Much to everyone's surprise, Good But Grumpy Owl put on Carly Rae Jepsen and began to dance. Wise and beautiful Horsey dropped what she was carrying with shock, and the rest of the forest friends opened their mouths wide. What are you doing? Wise and beautiful Horsey shouted in disbelief. Well, Good But Grumpy Owl paused and pulled his shirt back down over his belly. I guess I figured if all we can do is start where we can, then at least there should be dancing. Doggy ran from somewhere in the forest and started to join in, followed by Kit and the rest of the forest friends. Wise and beautiful Horsey was prancing around and bopping her mane back and forth, and everyone laughed with a depth they didn't know was possible. Somehow, it was the best dance party break they ever had. 
As they continued to dance, they noticed others joining in. Brenda the bat, along with her family, all flew up and flapped rhythmically through the air. Bunnies and beavers and deer and moose all joined in as well. Rooney the raccoon, followed closely by Mickey the mole, walked up to the cave and started twisting his arms and shaking his tail. Mickey the mole, who hadn't decided whether or not he liked dancing until that moment, awkwardly joined in. Pretty soon, it seemed as though the whole forest was dancing and the ground that seemed bare and foreign moments before became teeming with life and beauty. Everywhere the forest friends looked, there was a developing green, and they all realized at the same moment that the flood didn't really take anything they needed from them. It was Rooney the raccoon who first noticed the pictures Kit had drawn. In front of the cave sat a beautiful table, a table much bigger than the one they had before, and against the roots of the tree there was a kitchen twice the size, stocked with enough utensils to feed an entire forest. The stove and fire pit expanded out and the patio was filled with art and plants and places for friends to gather and eat and laugh. In her other sketch, she drew four different sized hammocks hanging from the roof, each close enough to each other. Covering the wall of the cave was beautiful artwork and the bookshelves were each twice the size as the ones they had before. There was a special desk for Fox's maps, a craft table fully stocked, a chest filled with sticks and rope and tennis balls for doggy, and a weight set for bear. In the corner, there were two rocking chairs, one perfect for an owl, the other for a horsey. Rooney the raccoon studied the sketches and started to smile. Kit ran over to Rooney, followed closely behind by Brenda the bat, and grabbed the sketches from him. Don't make fun of these, Kit yelled, indignant. Brenda the bat, who landed behind her, folded her wings, shook her head, and just said, Humph. Oh no, Rooney said, I promise I'm not making fun of these. I think these sketches are incredible. Kit paused for a moment and tried to figure out if he was being sincere. I really mean it, Rooney said. I know most people think of me as a baseball player and athlete. From behind him, Mickey the Mole shouted, Baseball! into the air, and Brenda just shook her head even more. But I'm more than that, Rooney continued, pausing briefly to look down and gather his thoughts. I love art too and I try to draw and think and write, but I just don't believe I could ever be as good as you, as good as any of the forest friends. Kit's tough demeanor dropped completely, and Brenda the bat stopped shaking her head. I had no idea, Rooney, Kit said, her eyes now soft and big. Yeah, Rooney seemed strangely shy as he spoke. I guess I don't really talk about it much. Behind them, Mickey the Mole shouted, Baseball! into the air again, oblivious to what Rooney was saying. Well, I'd love to teach you, Kit said. Really? Oh, I would love that. Kit placed the sketches back down on the ground, and they all huddled around them. I guess these are more hopeful in nature. I'll do something more realistic now. Rooney looked over at Brenda, as though they both had the same idea at the same time. I don't think this needs to be helpful. Before Kit could ask what he meant, Rooney the raccoon ran over to his family, a colony of beavers and bunnies, and other forest animals, and began huddling up. Rooney had the sketch Kit made of what the patio area of their home could look like. Brenda, carrying the other sketch, flew up to the bats and birds all dancing through the air and started shouting directions. Fox, bear, 
and Doggy all ran up to Kit. What is happening? Bear asked, watching all of the animals take off through the forest as though given a mission. I'm not sure, Kit said, but I think it's going to be wonderful. Before they knew it, beavers came back with piles of wood, tool belts, and tools and began constructing a new kitchen. A large moose dragged in a tree that fell over in the flood, and a team of woodchucks began carving it into a table. Bunnies worked to plant the garden and greenery Kit drew, and a pack of wolves all worked to dig out a new fire pit. Meanwhile, Brenda the Bat, using the sonar, scanned the forest for materials. A team of squirrels gathered acorns and string for the craft table, hawks found rope for the hammocks, and the moles dug into the earth to get rocks to help with the furniture. Brenda convinced a few of the beavers to get to work building bookshelves and tables and rocking chairs for inside the cave. The forest friends couldn't believe what they were seeing. Their home moments before was empty and ruined, and now, before their eyes, it was transforming into something better than it ever was. Good but grumpy owl, despite his own grumpiness, couldn't stop smiling as he watched and began flying back to our little slice of heaven to get books and art and more records to stock the remade home. Wise and beautiful horse, he began dancing and gathering the deer and elk and moose to contribute utensils and spices and pots and pans and plates and everything else one could possibly need to fill a hospitable kitchen. As she worked, she never stopped dancing. Fox joined in to help build the furniture inside and Bear worked to build the kitchen. Kit continued to answer questions about her vision for the home and if they were laying things out correctly. Doggy, being Doggy, ran off into the forest to sniff, shouting encouragements to all the forest animals helping them. As the sun began to rest on the horizon and the light lay soft on the ground, the beavers hammered their last nails and the birds hung the last piece of art and the deer brought the last plate and everything looked exactly as Kit dreamed it. Before any of the forest friends could say anything, good but grumpy owl shouted, now all we need is some food. Bear quickly replied, I know, I know. I can't believe what everyone did for us today. I promise we will be inviting everyone back for the best forest fish fry you've ever experienced. Good but grumpy owl laughed. Oh, Bear, I don't think you'll need to be inviting us back. At that moment, a flock of pelicans flew down and dropped off beakfuls of fish. The other animals showed up with pies and berries and bread. Brenda the bat showed up with a big smile. We made a casserole. Who doesn't love a good rotten fruit casserole? Good but grumpy owl put on Bob Dylan's The Times They Are A-Changin', and wise and beautiful horsey started frying up the fish with bear while everyone began serving up. It was a feast. It was a feast unlike any other feast. Like any good feast, there were moments of remembrance of the things lost, toasts given, songs sung, laughter and sadness, joy rising with the smell of freshly baked pies and perfectly fried fish. It was the first of many feasts, and Fox, Bear, and Kit laughed and cried and sang and ate and couldn't believe that something so good could come out of something so bad. Where's Doggy? Kit asked, suddenly aware that he wasn't at the table. Fox and Bear both looked around. That's strange, Fox said. Doggy loves fish. I feel like he's been running off and sniffing a lot today. From a distance, they heard Doggy shout, Got it! 
I've got it, followed by a series of barks and yips. Moments later, they saw a dog racing back, beanie on his head and a small metallic chain hanging from his mouth. Doggy ran so fast he was out of breath by the time he got to the table. Everyone quieted down as he stopped and dropped what was in his mouth. Because it was dark, it took some time for everyone to see what it was. And because he was out of breath, it took Doggy some time to say anything. But finally, Doggy spoke. Fox, I've, I found your watch. Everyone gasped and then cheered. Fox stepped forward in shock and immediately picked Doggy up and gave him a big hug. Oh, Doggy, I can't believe you found it. Doggy licked Fox and wagged his tail. See, Fox, not everything is lost. With that, Fox, along with Doggy, Bear, Kit, and the rest of the guests walked to the cave. Fox picked up a hammer and a nail and hung the watch up to the right of the cave entrance. They all stepped back. So we can remember, Fox said. And then the whole party of forest animals shouted, raising their glasses. So we can remember. As the night grew and the fire dimmed, the forest animals began saying their goodbyes and slowly making their way back home. Brenda the bat and Rooney the raccoon lingered the longest. Bear tried to pretend that he wasn't excited Rooney was hanging out with them, while Fox and Doggy followed him around and showed him the calculations they made about his baseball stats. Brenda and Kit each made earrings at their new craft table until Brenda could barely keep her little bat eyes open. But eventually, even Rooney the raccoon and Brenda the bat left, promising to be back in the morning. Good but grumpy owl and wise and beautiful horsey waited in the cave in their rocking chairs for the forest friends to gather for bed. Kit and Doggy both snuggled up in wise and beautiful horsey's lap, while Bear and Fox sat on good but grumpy owl's chair his strong owl wings holding them close. Wise and beautiful horsey spoke softly as the forest friends began to breathe slower and deeper. You see, my little forest friends, even after the greatest storms and the deepest floods, love can make all things new. With the last bit of wakefulness, Kit smiled and asked, Good but grumpy owl, can you tell us a story? Good but Grumpy Owl smiled and began. In the middle of the forest, in a cave beneath the roots of a giant oak tree, lived four forest friends. Needless to say, Good but Grumpy Owl didn't make it far into the story before all of the forest friends fell asleep. Wise and beautiful Horsey gently lifted Kit and Doggy into their brand new hammock beds and Good but Grumpy Owl struggled to lift Bear and Fox into theirs. Outside, there was a new moon and the scent of growing trees and flowers and bushes. The stars shone like crystals through the trees, covering the ground with celestial light. The humid cool crept along the forest floors, causing every forest animal to snug tighter into their beds. Even though the night had come the same way it had since nights began, there was something new in the air and hopeful in the stars, and it covered the forest with rest and healing, reminding every creature, young and old, of the love that makes things new.
Thank you for listening to the Lightcatchers podcast. If you like these stories, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast as well as review us on iTunes. You can learn more about C.C. Kimmel at C.C. Kimmel.